Chapter 7 Valuing People Who Work in Social Care Scotland's dedicated primary and community health and social care workforce provide critical support to people across Scotland every day. We need to do more to ensure that there is a greater understanding of the role that they play in the economy, the strength of their skills in responding to the needs of individuals, and the compassion and care they bring every day to the job they do. There is a need to grow the workforce in line with the increasing demand for support and care needs. The workforce need to be valued by all of us and they need to consider their job a career with opportunities to grow and develop. Our current workforce are our best advocates to encourage new entrants and promote working within the sector. Scotland's ambition to become a fair work nation by 2025 is underway, with many industries and sectors making positive steps towards this. Social care is central to this work. Training and development, pay, terms and conditions, and a better understanding of the plan for the future skills the sector will need should be the focus of national work moving forward on the social care workforce. There is already a lot of work underway to meet these ambitions. This section explores the longer-term system changes that are needed to support the social care workforce within the wider context of this existing work. 7a Fair Work There are thousands of social care providers across adult, children's and justice services, and each provider is responsible for setting their workforce terms and conditions. Currently, there is no ability to set minimum standards for workforce conditions within individual providers and levels of unionisation are generally low, which is exacerbated by many, particularly smaller, providers not recognising trade unions or providing opportunities to engage. This has led to inconsistencies in terms and conditions and low pay across the sector, leaving many workers feeling undervalued and underpaid while still dealing with high workloads and stressful working conditions. To address these issues, we propose that the National Care Service NCS, could take the lead in the development, administration and assessment of national workforce quality standards that support the delivery of fair work principles through a fair work accreditation scheme. This could include rates of pay, security of employment contracts and training and development. We also propose that the NCS will develop and manage a structure of standards and processes for national commissioning, which will include a core criteria for the awarding of contracts that supports workforce terms and conditions and financial transparency. Question 87. Do you think a fair work accreditation scheme 
would encourage providers to improve social care workforce terms and conditions. Please select yes or no. Please say why. A space has been left blank. Question 88. What do you think would make social care workers feel more valued in their role? Please rank as many as you want of the following in order of importance, e.g. 1, 2, 3. Improved pay. Improved terms and conditions, including issues such as improvements to sick pay, annual leave, maternity slash paternity pay, pensions and development slash learning time. Removal of zero-hour contracts where these are not desired. More publicity slash visibility about the value social care workers add to society. Effective voice slash collective bargaining. Better access to training and development opportunities. Increased awareness of and opportunity to complete formal accreditation and qualifications. Clearer information on options for career progression. Consistent job roles and expectations. Progression linked to training and development. Better access to information about matters that affect the workforce or people who access support. Minimum entry-level qualifications. Registration of the personal assistant workforce. Other, please say below what these could be. Please explain suggestions for the other option in the below box. A space has been left blank. Question 89. How could additional responsibility at senior slash managerial levels be better recognised? Please rank the following in order of importance, e.g. 1, 2, 3. Improved pay. Improved terms and conditions. Improving access to training and development opportunities to support people in this role. For example, time to complete these. Increasing awareness of and opportunity to complete formal accreditation and qualifications to support people in this role. Other, please explain. Please explain suggestions for the other option in the below box. A space has been left blank. Question 90. Should the National Care Service establish a national forum with workforce representation, employers, community health and social care boards to advise it on workforce priorities, terms and conditions and collective bargaining? Please select yes or no. Please say why or offer alternative suggestions. A space has been left blank. 7b. Workforce planning. The complexity of health and social care, especially the number and variety of employers, makes it difficult to plan workforce requirements across the sector as a whole, and workforce planning across social care employers varies. A lack of consistent, robust and easy-to-access data makes workforce planning difficult, 
nationally, regionally and locally. The Independent Review of Adult Social Care recommended that national oversight of workforce planning for social work and social care should be a priority for a national care service. We propose to develop a consistent approach to workforce planning for social care integrated with health, supported by national tools or a framework and an agreed data set. Depending in the final scope of responsibility agreed, a national care service could ensure a longer-term strategic approach to meeting social care workforce requirements across public, private and third sector social care providers in Scotland. Question 91. What would make it easier to plan for workforce across the social care sector? Please tick all that apply. A national approach to workforce planning. Consistent use of an agreed workforce planning methodology. An agreed national data set. National workforce planning tool or tools. A national workforce planning framework. Development and introduction of specific workforce planning capacity. Workforce planning skills development for relevant staff in social care. Something else. Please explain below. A space has been left blank. 7C. Training and development. There is variation in whether social care staff can access training and development in the workplace and the support they have to achieve qualifications and learning. Providers do not have to ensure that social care staff gain the qualifications necessary for their registration or ensure that they access ongoing development. Training and development of staff are not required within contracts. There are a range of other issues around training and development, including a potential lack of awareness about the qualifications available. The purpose of the qualifications not always being clear, a lack of clear skills and training pathways, and a projected shortfall in the capacity to meet the demand for the qualifications required for social services registration. The five-year period to achieve the qualification for social services registration is seen as too long and a disincentive for some employers to invest in training and development. There are concerns about whether social care is prioritised in the allocation of funding for apprenticeship qualifications at higher and further education levels. The end of freedom of movement following the UK's exit from the EU could exacerbate existing staff capacity issues. To backfill a loss of staff, the sector is heavily reliant on agency workers, which incurs inflated costs for providers, possibly reducing available funding which could be invested in other areas. 
we propose that a national care service should set training and development requirements that support both entry to the workforce and continuous professional development for staff. We also propose that a national care service will provide and or secure the provision of training and development for the social care workforce. Question 92. Do you agree that the national care service should set training and development requirements for the social care workforce? Please select yes or no. Please say why. A space has been left blank. Question 93. Do you agree that the National Care Service should be able to provide and or secure the provision of training and development for the social care workforce? Please select yes or no. 7D. Personal assistance. Personal assistants are individuals directly recruited by people in receipt, direct payments of Option 1 of Self-Directed Support, SDS, and or Independent Living Fund, ILF Funds. They provide a unique and key role in sustaining individuals who require support that is centred on their independent living. Personal assistance support is not regulated by the Care Inspectorate and personal assistants are not registered through the Scottish Social Services Council. They are employed directly by the person in receipt of SDS or ILF funds and it is that person's or their guardian slash responsible adults responsibility to comply with employment legislation. Due to the nature of the employment of personal assistants, there is no accurate data on how many there are, though there are estimated to be upwards of 6,000 in Scotland. As personal assistants are not registered, it is difficult to engage with them and to set up systems to support them. There is no clearly binding requirement for personal assistants to receive from their employers clear and consistent information, training or capacity building in supporting and delivering their role. While for those employing personal assistants, the administrative burden of securing personal assistance support is significant. To better understand the extent of personal assistance operating across Scotland and to improve levels of support, we propose a requirement for personal assistance to register centrally. We are also considering what role the National Care Service, NCS, could have in supporting national minimum employment standards and in ensuring personal assistants can access training and development opportunities. We are also considering provision of administrative, recruitment and employment support that may encourage further adoption of SDS options while ensuring that personal choice about how independent living is delivered is protected and that processes do not become more bureaucratic. Question 94 
do you agree that all personal assistance should be required to register centrally moving forward? Please select yes or no. Please say why. A space has been left blank. Question 95. What types of additional support might be helpful to personal assistants and people considering employing personal assistants? Please tick all that apply. National Minimum Employment Standards for the Personal Assistant Employer Promotion of the Profession of Social Care Personal Assistants Regional networks of banks matching personal assistance and available work. Career progression pathway for personal assistance. Recognition of the personal assistant profession as part of the social care workforce and for their voice to be part of any eventual national forum to advise the National Care Service on workforce priorities. A free, national, self-directed support advice helpline. The provision of resilient payroll services to support the personal assistance employer as part of their self-directed support option 1 package. Other, please explain. A space has been left blank. Question 96. Should personal assistants be able to access a range of training and development opportunities of which a minimum level would be mandatory? Please select yes or no. End of recording.